Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Controversial subjects with the facts can be tense. But we are a sub-science here to make things make sense. Today we are talking about alcoholism. We're going to explain why this outdated term might mean that we all are one. (laughs) We're also going to explain what alcohol does to your body, what happens when you quit alcohol, and just essentially talk about something I think we all need to be talking about in the culture that loves to drink. Mm. As we are going to start drinking after this. (laughs) It's the weekend, okay? Don't be so harsh on us. I'm so excited to talk about this. It's so interesting. And like even that, what you just said, is like justification of an alcohol use disorder. Um, Hi. (laughs) Sorry, I feel like I'm not comfortable and I don't know what's happening. And I'm just like, where do I sit? I don't have everything ready. (sighs) Wow. You look good. <laughs> I feel that I'm always disheveled. Yeah, it's so, like, it's so, you are always well, disheveled. Like, I didn't check before we hit record, and I'm like, this cord is bothering me, and I, uh, okay. Disheveled is such a good word. Okay, but it's actually mean when you say it. <laughs> no, sorry, no, no, wait, wait, it's a bad word. No, yeah, wait, no, that is no, not a good not word. it's not a bad word, <laughs> no, like, but it's more like, there's nothing nice about calling someone disheveled. And also, like, where the hell, what's the etymology of that word? Like, de-shovel makes sense to me if you didn't shovel, but disheveled. Anyway. Anyways, well, we don't know the answer, so we're going to move on. <laughs> we're science people, not English people. So what's up? Anything um, else? Or should we just get into it? Or like anything going on in the world? I don't know. What I'm just is like, going on in the world? I'm just watching Sopran. Oh, we did Halloween. Oh, I know Halloween. it's like a little bit late. Oh, true. But you I don't came know. through and you thought well ahead and you enjoyed. And I saw people from the pod who were like, I could not understand Greg's or was so excited about Grace's costume after hearing it on the pod and finally get to see it. And half of them being like, I get it now. And the other half being like, it's so funny to see. Which... Craig probably won't want to tell you because he's modest and didn't want to brag, but that costume went viral. <laughs> like, yeah, I was all fer- over the internet. <laughs> Fergie doing flips on the Today Show, so you can imagine why I did not think that it was going <laughs> to go viral, as they say. But it was so interesting that it like struck a chord with so many people. Well, like, Fergie doing flips on the Today Show, like even the Today Show shared it, which I guess isn't like so surprising because it was like, a gay intern at the Today Show for sure. <laughs> yeah, and then your tweet had like a hundred thousand likes or. Or something like that. Yeah, and it had 10,000 retweets. Yeah, crazy. Which crazy. is crazy because from your you know measly it, little Twitter, whale watch me my, PLZ. My whale, my whale watch me PLZ. Very catchy titled Twitter. <laughs> like, I feel like it's very weird because that's such a niche cultural thing. Mm-hmm. So I am actually like to this day, like sometimes, like I woke up the next day almost and was like, was that like a dream? Because we also drank and <laughs> yeah. like it happened while I was drinking and like eating edibles. You mean was like wearing it a dream? No, was the response oh, that so many you people posted it earlier? Because it was just yeah. it was just a Halloween costume. And honestly, I didn't like try it on until that day. The day I just threw it on, and also because it was like putting a mask over my head to like essentially I was upside down Fergie. Um, I didn't see it. Like I just like heard yours and Mark, my friend's reactions. Yeah. So I didn't ever really see the costume until I saw the photo. And then I was like, oh, that does kind of look <laughs> no, like an upside down person. But then really, it's like, it's like an illusion because I think a lot of people see it and they think you're actually doing a flip. And then they realize that those are feet on the ground and then they, it becomes like even better. So it's interesting. Cause it's like, it would not have been nearly... It would still be funny, but not half as good okay. if you were actually upside down. I just have something really important to say, which is that <laughs> oh my God. we have an episode on massages from two weeks ago. And I said, during a massage, I use it as a time to think, okay? 
So okay, go get more massage. While getting a massage, I was like, no, oh, I guess I should probably think. Broke the internet. What am I going to be probably? And I was like, Mitch should be Jeff Probst and put tape on his face to have Botox, which I'm sorry. I think that would have gone viral too. <laughs> Your yeah, costume was like, amazing. I still want to get on that show and I don't want him to see that one day. I knew there was a reason why I didn't do it because I'm like, that's a great costume. And he's not the kind of person who could laugh at that, I don't think. Yes, he is. Jeff Probst not is his iconic. Botox. Oh, true. Okay. <laughs> no. He'd be happy I wore no, the work is obvious. Sometimes his head <laughs> just comes in for a measly millisecond on some of those challenges. And it's just like that face is a lot okay. different than all the other people's. Jeff, love you. You look great if you ever you stumble great. upon you look great. this pod. But I, he's he can laugh like, at it. I think he can laugh at it. He's been doing it a long time. My point is, I think he can laugh at it. It's so obvious. It's funny. But I don't okay. think anyone can laugh at their plastic surgery. Okay. I'm sorry. I just don't think. It's just Botox and filler. That's not okay. plastic surgery. Sure. I don't know. Also, I get why there had to be a reason why you weren't doing it. Because <laughs> you want to get on Survivor. You're worried it'll decrease it. Anyways, I thought of my costume. I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, pants as hands and my bare feet as like literally just like purple sweater okay that's good enough while getting a massage goes so viral keeps my thesis up massages the only time without your phone if you think deeply things will happen think about what you could achieve if without you go your phone without my phone exactly the only reason i get massages is because it's the only time i can't be on my phone you have an untapped resource it's like i don't use my phone a lot i can't achieve much more i'm at my peak <laughs> This is all I have to offer. You, on the other hand, have a lot. No, I'm kidding. I use no, my phone it's a lot. also more than that. It's, that. it's that I think so quickly that it's a problem. Like, say I want to do a TikTok. I'm like, oh, quick, and I just do it. Whereas it's like, I mm. there's something about a massage that is like the yeah. music and everything that it allows your neurons to really fire slowly and you can think deeply. You're good well, at that um, without a massage. You can think deeply all the time. Yeah, it's actually a curse. <laughs> no, it's not actually a good thing. No, that's um, why this is a podcast between two very different. People. I cannot get over how there's just like sunlight blazing. Like you look like a. It's so funny. Jesus um, loves me. This I know. It's because God has blessed me. Let's um, get into it. Yeah, let's get into it. Oh, what did we learn this week? Um, you go first. Speaking of things that aren't good for people who have anxiety, um, I'm going to bring this to you because if I got to learn something that's going to give me more anxiety, <laughs> so do you. But uh, not oh, that you no. have it, but I mean the listener. You're about um, to ruin people's day? Maybe because it, no, it's not ruin their day. But let me ask you a question, Gregory. How often do you think people are thinking of you? Um, well, right now with the sun <laughs> shining on me the way it is in this really absurd way, I think to myself, God is blessing me currently. And they think of me daily all the time, Oh, you but know. I'm, I'm totally kidding. I think this is a amazing question. <laughs> How often anyone thinking about me? Yeah. And like, you know, if you like ruminate and think about situations like being with friends, like how often Wait, do you think they're thinking? Can about you actually just ask me the question one more time? How often do you think other people are thinking of you? Oh my god! I actually hate this question. It's making me feel really weird. I give like a quantitative in general of any person thinking about. It's weird though because we make YouTube videos. Does that count if they're watching it? Are they thinking about me? No, I I mean outside of that. Outside of think about the people you actually interact with, and then the people you think say like maybe (laughs) one person every two days. I hope. Oh my god! I hope. So hate to break it to you, I don't have like a number I'm bringing to the table. Oh 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 oh. I thought this was a science study of how many people talk to people think of me. <laughs> I was so excited. I was like, is it every day? Let me explain it to you. So there's a lot of common phrases that reassure people like stop. You, people think they're the center of the universe, but it's like no one is thinking about you, right? Like yeah. that's often common advice, especially for anxious people is like no one cares about you. You're on the subway. No one's looking at you. No one thinks about you. Like whatever. I so don't have anxiety. It gives me anxiety to think no one cares about me. <laughs> okay. We're the opposite. Because I, I like love thinking about that because it like lets me get yeah. out of my head. I have my own anxiety. Anyway, so trigger warning. Studies okay. found they did eight experiments on thousands of people. And we actually underestimate the frequency which with other people are thinking about us. Oh, um, that's And it's hot. actually called the thought gap. So a lot of people are aware, like, they might rethink of times they hang out with friends or their trips or a conversation they have with someone, but they often would underestimate how much that person would think about that thing. Wait, I love this. I love thinking that we underestimate how much people are actually thinking about us. I'm like, hot, I'm famous. <laughs> Right? I mean, they're not just going like, hmm, Greg, but they might be going like, fuck Greg. Or like, remember when Greg said that thing or suddenly I'm thinking of that trip I was on and Greg was there and like, but we often like insularly think, oh, I'm just randomly thinking about these people. They're not like thinking about me, but they actually found that it was more often than not. Um, 
to separate the difference though, because there are anxious people like me who's like, no, I always think not that people are thinking about me, but I have this anxiety. And so there actually was a separation between when we're self-conscious about something, Mm. we think others notice it more likely. Oh, that's important. And that's called the spotlight effect. But if you're going about your everyday lives, most people are not thinking about that and think other people aren't thinking about them when they might be. So that's actually kind of nice in some ways. They're not thinking about the things that make you anxious. They're just like probably generally coming in. You're coming into their mind more often than you think. The spotlight effect is so interesting because I totally can relate to that. Whenever you get insecure about something, mm-hmm. you've one of you the first... live it over and over and over and over. <laughs> not even that. Like when you're in the moment insecure about something, one of the mm. first things... Um that I think about is how everyone else is going to be thinking about this forever or something. Do you know what I (laughs) mean? Like, it's like you do something and you're like study. Maybe saying they will, but (laughs) no, no, that's the the part that gives me anxiety. No, the study is literally saying that it's not, it's like when you're self-conscious, you overestimate how often people Mm -hmm. are like, I'm saying the spotlight effect specifically, totally. I overestimate like not, not the rest of the study. That's got it. Like I'm like, I always, I'm like, I did something embarrassing. Everyone saw. And then sometimes people start talking after normally. And I'm like, did they actually like not even notice? And like, right. they probably didn't. Yeah. But you're like, like you're Oh, so the thing I said head. was so stupid mm-hmm. or like embarrassing or whatever. Yeah. I mean, to round this out, it's just this thought gap gets bigger as time passes. So if you just saw a friend today at lunch mm-hmm. and you thought about that, you'd be like, Oh, maybe they like thought about that lunch together as well. But the longer time goes on, the more you think huh. they don't think about it, even if you think yeah. about it. And it's wow. not true. Interesting. Well, what did you learn this week? Okay, mine is so different, but I <laughs> That's okay. was, um, you know, the New Yorker, which is my oh, personal Bible. <laughs> so a lot of these things are just me. But today I did something epic, which I was, I'd read the whole New Yorker before the magazine even came on wait, a wait, Tuesday. Wait, wait, pause. <laughs> um, I feel like we're going really fast. Like, let's slow down. Oh, okay. The other day we were talking about how fast we talk, and it's, I'm like... I can't believe anyone listens to this. I can't believe it's possible. Okay, so I just in that moment down. like was not yeah. trying to, I've heard myself as well. and was like, we both talk fast. That's the thing that sucks. There's not like a media. And I think we like, yeah. Okay. Rile each other up. So you I don't the know. New Yorker. Now that I'm slowing down, I'm like, why the hell am I even telling people about how great <laughs> I am at reading the New Yorker? But flex and a half finished it online before it arrived. Wow. And I even said it to Millie and she was like, and I'm like, like that is I the most annoying care. sentence. Um, <laughs> Finished the New Yorker before it arrived. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I so trying to bark. Annoying. This is why I can't slow down because then I realize how everything I say sucks. <laughs> no. okay. So there's this amazing article about the people who rebuild the cities after they've been devastated by climate change events. Oh, wow. This is very different. It's mine. very different. <laughs> it's very different, but there's a lot okay. of hope in it and it's fascinating. Okay. So if you think about the way that we, I love how it's just like <laughs> people, you're always just going to hear me talk about the climate crisis probably until I die. And that's just the way this podcast is going to work. Yeah. So if you think about an event like a hurricane, the media does, it's there for it. We watch it. It's mm-hmm. like, there's so much interest Mm-hmm. And immediately that interest leaves when it ends. Right. But then there's this long process yeah. of fixing rebuilding and, and fixing. And just like this is a separate point, but just for people who economically are curious about the climate crisis and why it's so important, places like in Texas or New York City, like you guys who live there, you're all paying tax to hopefully like make your city a better place. But as climate change continues, a lot of your tax dollars are just going to keep going back to fixing. To like recovering versus yeah. actually like prog- yes. pro- progressing. It's one of the reasons why when e- econ- economists like to be like, we need oil for the economy. It's like, well, your economy is going to be devastated if you mm. don't leave fossil fuels in the ground. Mm. That's one example. Anyways, so there's these people who like do this. And FEMA is the thing that people hear about. Like FEMA is going to mm. give this much money. But what they do is they outsource their money to smaller companies, which then outsource their company to other smaller companies, which then becomes so unregulated. Right. That is this horrible. Or just so many layers that it can get like so confused and lost and wasted. And Essentially is a lack of reg- regulation from the yeah, government. Fair. And so it's a really fascinating mm-hmm. um, article about these specific companies, ServPro, Signal International, that will literally like go to places like Venezuela, promise people $30,000, great living conditions to come to New Orleans to help fix it. Mm-hmm. They arrive horrible living conditions they oh don't even God. pay them so they're some, exploiting like people from outside of america to yes come and, and fix then it? they don't even pay them and when they Ooh. start to complain they call ice oh and my deport God. Them. yeah 
evil. That evil. is so evil. So evil. Okay. Oh, it's like these so companies are <laughs> so disgusting and we need to all like be thinking about this. That's crazy. But the hope is that there's like these, there's this incredible thing called resiliencefirst.org, which everyone should go look into. And they're legally finding people, telling them, they say things like, take pictures of the license plates of the people who deny you your money, mm. write down every single to interaction. Like track it and find Yeah. Them. So for example, one company in Michigan wanted to get a bunch of people from Florida, like new immigrants. Some of this is like another thing. This is an American issue where it's like people are like, they like deport them. It's like, well, actually the only people fixing your cities mm. after are maybe people who aren't citizens and therefore they're so vulnerable that they get taken advantage of by mm. these companies. So anyways, they shipped them, shipped them essentially in these like from Florida to Michigan to fix after a flood. And it was during COVID and they all got COVID. And then when they started to get sick, they just were like, no, we don't want anymore and sent them back. No money, nothing. And they all had COVID. That's so it's like really legally. Up. And they were trying to say they were told they'd get their own room. They were trying to like be like, this can't be right. Like these people have mm-hmm. to pay for this. Like we've also lost a lot of money. Yeah. So it's resiliencefirst.org. They're like suing these companies. That's the group that's trying to fight yeah, against this, this incredible lawyer. And he's like getting people together and it's starting to work. The wow. fights legally are helping to create regulation. These companies are starting to become like shamed and having to f- try and fix it from the sadly in America if you do it from the bottom up for the world this is why it's so important to have governments regulating companies as we rebuild from climate change and we don't offset it to private equity and then that's when you get these like horrible horrible essentially like it's injustice and it's racially motivated can you clarify for me so this article was mostly looking at like America and the companies that do it there or solely America but Servpro is actually a Canadian company that got so big that it's now in Canada and America and honestly I was reading the walrus which is the Canadian version of the New Yorker you need to and they had this is like I want to barf in my own (laughs) mic but they had this crazy you know those fake articles that are like they look like a real article, but then you read, it's like paid by TD. Oh yeah. Like, like sponsored posts. Yeah. Sadly, like the Canadian journalism is so sad that like half the walrus is like, I'm like, Oh, that's interesting. TD oh, bank okay. is really cool. Then I'm like, wait a second. This is like <laughs> hidden ad, but they had a full hidden ad about this amazing company that rebuilds cities after climate change with all these gorgeous photos of people. Oh, and I thought to myself, like, is holy that crap, a scam? that's a, well, I don't know, but based on that, right. maybe is it like second propaganda? guess. Yeah. It felt like propaganda. I want to look into that company. That's something I'm going to do after this. Ugh. Anyways, wow. The world, it can be dark. That could have maybe been its own episode. Like, we should maybe talk about, I always yeah. just want to talk about climate change. No, mm, that's really fascinating. I want to learn more about that. Um, well, cool. should we take a little break? Did I talk so fast still? No, no, no. You, you slowed down, I thought. I, okay. You well. I think, but wow. I, I'm just to hearing you speak faster. Do horse tranquilizers before each episode, like some ketamine? Yeah. Let's <laughs> just do ketamine. No, is that what that is? I actually don't. I've never done that, by the way. Okay, gay people, like <laughs> do gay that. friends will just be like, oh, I'm going to do horse tranquilizer tonight. And you're like, holy shit, being gay is insane. <laughs> okay, let's go. <laughs> okay, well, we'll be back in a minute. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Study time. Study time. Study time. Glug, glug, glug. We're getting hammered. I Just love kidding. a cold no pint drinks. after a long day at work with the bros. That's like such a real image, isn't it? 
Yeah, it's like British culture. That guy got to pull about the little pond after well, work. It's even interesting thinking about like marketing for alcohol and how it yeah. is always about like being social and friendly and also like weirdly everyone's fit. <laughs> you're like, yeah. you're consuming so much more when you drink. It's like not good for you. <laughs> I hated the movie The Star is Born. Yeah, I'm gay. Drag me. I know. It's a weird. A Star is Born? A Star is Born. I can't even get the name right. <laughs> Sorry. Later, Gaga. I didn't like it. Anyways. And one of the things that like made me laugh and I hated was he was supposed to be an alcoholic, right? Oh yeah. So they'd put some blush oh, on right. his face, like the to look Bradley red. Cooper, and then he'd turn around the shower, it's the like, most <laughs> ripped bod, like all this hair, and she's like, "It's just so hard the way you drink." It's like that is a physiological error. <laughs> like this is an unbelievable movie. The premise of this movie is now debunk for me like he's so hot right, and it breaks the illusion of what his yeah. character should it's be. like why and why because you're like there that? are other actors who like go full in and let go and change their bodies and stuff yeah it's like maybe that should have happened yeah. a little more in that Fair some enough. might say gaga did for that role though wow mm. what a what a transformation so okay. we are talking about alcohol alcoholism obviously we i think we should i want to be lighthearted and like be able to have fun but yeah obviously that's so, like uh, a very serious okay thing. so alcoholism this is the first thing we're gonna say is that that is an outdated term and the reason why this could be not funny, not funny, this shouldn't be funny, but alcohol use disorder is now the way that a doctor or like academics will talk about what this is that we collectively are dealing with as a species. Okay. Ever since we enjoyed fermented fruit as monkeys many years ago. <laughs> and so essentially, like a lot of addiction, your phone, everyone's addicted to their phone, sorry folks, but it's mostly a scale. Are you mild, moderate, or severely right. addicted to your phone? It's a better way to think about all addictions. And so that is what now we'll say that person had a mild case of mild case of alcohol use disorder, that person had a moderate case of alcohol use disorder, that person had a severe. The thing is, when you get to mild, it's interesting questions that I'm like, like we might yeah. have a mild alcohol use disorder, which is a fair, I think, important thing for lots of people to realize. And I'm going to ask you some of the questions. Side note, though, can I ask you a question <laughs> yeah. first? When you think of the word scale, what scale do you think of first? Oh, I, because of this, I'm thinking like a I'm thinking of a sliding scale. Well, I, like, I mean, like, I don't know put a word before it, like scale. blank, it's like Richter scale. <laughs> oh, oh, I don't know. Oh my god, now I'm thinking. Uh, um, I don't <laughs> I know, know that I said that a lot. I was just curious which came to your mind first because I was like, why did Richter come to me first? Oh, but then a Kinsey. You know what I mean? Like, what would someone say? You're blowing my mind with these white man's names. <laughs> I just have to think of white men or like oh well, electromagnetic. Damn wait, it, that's is, a spectrum. Is Richter a per oh, you're right, not a scale. I mean, there's a scale a spectrum. Okay. Well, anyway, back to this. Yeah, now I totally thought it was going to be about this. That is insane. <laughs> no, just when you said scale, it made me think like Kinsey. So I have a question for you. Okay. When related you, to alcohol. Yeah. This is one of the questions that you would have to do to find out in a medical sense if you had AUD, mild sphere. Okay. Okay. You have a hard time stopping drinking once you've started. Um. That's also on a scale for me. <laughs> like, okay, so what I would say is that for sure I know my limit and I know I can easily stop when I'm getting near my limit. Do you know what I mean? Like there's not been a time when I hmm. like I don't know how to describe it because I know that could, uh, someone with a problem could also say that. But I just feel like I kind of know roughly how many drinks I want to drink going yeah. into the night. No, and you're then very, I usually have around that amount. Yeah. And then and then I'm like, oh. Either it's been spread out and I'm not that drunk, so I'll have more. Or I'm like, no, I've hit my yeah. limit. I'm going to stop. Actually, knowing you, I think you might not have an alcohol use disorder. <laughs> like, I don't think you would actually, based on studying this, really fall. Yeah, Sorry, I don't my think I do either. Next question. Do, okay. Have you ever tried to Are cut you back before them? and you couldn't? No. I mean, like, I've tried to cut back and been like, or I'll just be like, I'm not going to drink this weekend and then I won't. But sometimes it's more challenging, especially coming out of COVID because it's like we're able to see friends more. So a weekend comes and I'm like, I don't really want to drink, but I probably will end up having some drinks this yeah. weekend. So I think both you and I like have a pretty healthy relationship to alcohol, even from studying all of this stuff. But it's interesting. It's like, I Actually, I'm working on my marijuana, too. I think I'm in an okay place right now. Right? <laughs> Say it into the no, mic. I'm oh, doing better. Oh, right? my God. He's holding a fucking knife <laughs> I'm literally grabbing throat. him like Katy Perry grabs that kid at that meet and greet. <laughs> Say it. Say it. Gay rights. Um, uh, right? <laughs> okay. Anyways, moving on. So anyways. Okay. So for the, to answer that question, I do think I can stop when I've started. But one thing I thought was interesting was the tried to cut back before and couldn't. Like hmm. drinking is so something that I kind of feel like I have a handle on that like this weekend we have a friend's birthday the weekend before it's halloween and there have been times where i'm like i'm not gonna drink for a month and then i can't 
Do you yeah, know what I mean? Because I actually why I brought can't up do it. Seeing people like went during COVID, and this is not to say like at times I was going on a month of not drinking, but because it was so autonomous, because we would just spend the weekends just us. Like if I didn't feel like drinking, I yeah. would not. Oh, yeah. But then like now people are able to have weddings and stuff and birthday parties, and yeah. it almost feels like. There's a social pressure, not even to do it, but to not be rude. Like, it's almost yeah. like, it's your birthday. I want to show yeah. you I want to have fun. That's so true. And so... You're showing say, them a good time. Yeah, you want to bring the energy up and, like, have hmm. drink and not make them think that you're think their party's lame or something, which is funny. That's so interesting. But I, what you said made me think of this, but I kind of forget now. It is, like, social aspects mm-hmm. of it is why I would have a hard time actually sticking to stopping for a while. So why I might say, just, like, for health and like even to understand, I think knowledge is power and to not call it alcoholism anymore to call it alcohol use disorder. For me, it's like, I think compared to some other people who really don't drink that much, they just don't have lives with people who have these parties would actually definitely not have an alcohol use disorder. And then because mm-hmm. my life is so socially baked with drinking as like a white, like I'm like, I keep bramming British, but like, who knows? Like <laughs> lots of white friends and like, there's just a lot of drinking in that culture. That I think I might have a mild one because I've tried to cut back and not drink for months. In that sense, And yeah. never could. Yeah, it's almost like a false excuse to be like, but it's because of the social events. It's like, there's people who can go to yeah, social events and don't not drink. drink. Yeah. Or they're like, actually, I don't surround myself with people like that and none of my friends drink. Yeah. Sometimes I meet people and they're just like, none of their friends drink. And I'm like, <laughs> well, I have a group of friends what? that doesn't drink. Yeah, exactly. I think those are the friends where sometimes <laughs> I'm like. And when I'm with them, I'm like, yeah, yeah I don't want to drink. And when I'm with them, I don't drink. And it's so fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah, no one actually, I am like, it's 11 and I'm like i need to go to bed <laughs> yeah and actually it's like it is really fun but like definitely people aren't doing insane shit that's also really fun <laughs> you know <what> i mean <laughs> but it's like a different type of fun interestingly like some of the most fun i've had is with my friends when we were sober exactly and know what also you don't have like the person who's like oh that's awkward like you, you know what i mean like you're too drunk and now yeah. you're like maybe making this not as fun <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um you didn't answer those questions for yourself so i did the first two you did yeah the first one, what was it? I don't have a hard time stopping drinking when I started. Oh, okay. I can actually like, I'm, I've learned how to do that. I think when I was younger, I couldn't. But okay, I would say like, I don't Oh disagree. my God, okay. No. I've definitely got a mouth. No, one, it's more like, I no, I, I've actually really never no, thought like, I, I can't stop but, drinking, but you mix substances. Like you'll like, like do an edible later yeah. and I'm like And not. maybe a little bit of shrooms and <laughs> yeah. then yeah. So I feel like sometimes yeah, you do push yourself. Know. But it's not very often, but like every now and then No, but we're not like, stop it. We're talking about alcohol today. <laughs> okay. Fair. You don't push past your alcohol. And I do feel like I can organize what it is is I'll be like, This is gonna be a fun night. I'm gonna drink this right. much and I like can stop when yeah. I'm like actually You know like, kinda oh, where you're yeah. gonna land. Yeah. Anyway, so I think I just have a mild one because can cut back but moderate one is when you continue to drink even though you know it is negative to you Hmm. which is a kind of like a harder one to sort of answer but it's like even though it puts you in a negative emotional state you continue to drink yeah um when it starts to if you ever have like a friend or relative ever say anything to you that it's a problem Hmm. that's That's a question it's like has anyone ever said like to you that you've had a problem and then you have to be it, yeah. honest because it's like even if you even if in your opinion they're overreacting say you still have to say yes to it yeah and these are it's like a sliding well, and survey. with that so that's like more significant if someone asks you like it's like it's based on numbers so say you answer two out of ten for example right. then you'd have mild if you have Got four it. to ten but when i was reading them i'm like some of these are like for severe like the if you answered this they'd automatically put you as severe okay. is like if you consistently are drinking and driving with people in the car like if you oh ever my write God. that, yeah, like you can't stop. That's that. That Affair. means you have a yeah. severe. No, I didn't mean to have that reaction. I just disorder. like so. It is such a. Thing That's that one of them. I There's many so, other questions. I've never. Ever literally ever driven a vehicle? Okay, like, but that's because you don't have a severe. Alcohol, yeah. You know what I mean? We. This is the point also of why this could be really sad is that yeah. so many people do. Yeah, yeah. Fair. Alcohol is so dangerous. Yeah. Like it really is. Anyway, so now we know with alcohol use disorder. I might have a mild one. I don't know. A doctor might say no. But you can go online right now and just write alcohol use disorder survey and find hmm. out for yourself and where you see fall. and evaluate. No, that's yeah. really important because I think any addiction, it is like they always say, like the first step is what, like admitting to yourself. Oh, yeah. True. And so to be able to even have objective tools that can help you see privately yeah. if you need to admit yourself. Because we live in a society yeah. where alcohol, especially of all drugs, is so common that I think a lot of people just assume 
I'm drinking the same amount as everyone yeah. else around me. And you probably build a bubble <laughs> in a world where, you know, we probably yeah. think that. And then probably people we know who drink <laughs> way more also think, well, everyone drinks about as much as I drink. It's way more fun when you get in a group of people where they're drinking more. And you're like, well, I'm healthy. It's not as fun <laughs> when you get in the group of people who are like, oh, what? I drink like, you know, at Christmas only. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. So, um, I forget where I was going with that. But. Just tell me some of your stuff. Okay, I just brought up some. I just like found a bunch of really interesting studies, but I thought I would just say like the top level of what they found. Yeah. Um, so something I found interesting, there has been a drinking gap between men and women for a long time in terms of like men drink a lot more than women. But over the last hundred years, that gap has just like become smaller and smaller. And this mm. is related to binge drinking and alcohol disorders. So not just okay. like casual drinking. Huh. Um, it used to be three to one male risky drinking behavior. And now it's almost one to one globally. Wow. So it's like men and women. And it's interesting because they said women over 26 are drinking a lot more. But the reason that gap is also huh. shrink, uh, becoming different is actually um, younger adults, like under 20, huh. are drinking less overall, but boys are doing it at a bigger rate than women. Huh. So that's also decreasing huh. the gap between men and women. Wow. It's so interesting because it's like, oh, that's globally too, right? That was globally, yeah. It's also interesting because I'm like, it's obviously a, probably they're saying globally, but it's so crazy to think about like alcohol and culture. Like when we were in India and it was like hard to find alcohol. Like mm -hmm. I'm so curious about numbers there. I can see why in the West this is an issue, but also it's like, alcohol is quote-unquote a depressant right like it increases GABA neurotransmitters in your brain which are the inhibitory neurons right mm -hmm. so it's like increasing inhibition and I think a lot of people start because they get stressed like I think yeah. that like it As helps like deal mechanism. with stress yeah. physiologically it starts as fun it makes you feel yeah. relaxed and then I'm like no wonder women are drinking more because like, it's like fucking <laughs> stressful to be a woman <laughs> you know what I mean I'm like yeah they were finally people like people were less sexist they were like like back in the day, men would be like, don't let the woman drink. And now they're like, oh, actually, sexism well, is yeah. common. You can drink more. Oh, you're stressed as F too? Yeah. Well, there's a lot of interesting conversations. <laughs> Remember when we had to do like insurance one time? They they ask you all about like drugs and marijuana is included as a drug oh, yeah. that is like a problem. But alcohol is not. Oh, yeah. Because it's such a like Boy, man thing. Yeah, they were like, have. all the boys, how, like how many whiskeys you have yeah. at lunch? Three, that's good. But if you go to therapy, you have to be like $10,000 yeah, more. literally. Because they, they think you're sick if you go yeah. to therapy now. But yeah. obviously hopefully those kinds of things in the insurance industry are changing because it's actually LOL. way better if you go to therapy <laughs> i love how we're, we're so dumb we're assuming the insurance industry is changing it's like yeah all right all those dudes are like let's just keep the regulation and government out of here and we're definitely not changing. they're all sipping whiskeys yeah fair i guess i meant like insurance is ultimately meant like therapy in particular actually makes, makes you better. better and yeah, less likely to so cost you money so insurance <laughs> industry is is driven yeah. by what will save them money yeah. and so i'm like alcohol is poison and actually is so unhealthy for people and therapy is really good for people also <laughs> therapy is such a socioeconomic privilege of some yeah. kind of therapy they're probably rich if your insurance company they're more stable yeah you know i mean like therapy mm -hmm. is such a sign of stability of like money and yeah. affluence because it's like you have to be like rich enough to be like i'm gonna spend this much on this it's all very important better help <laughs> better help is a great place to go <laughs> i'm kidding but it's like yeah anyways yeah okay Two other cool facts. Um, not cool, actually. No. <laughs> I just was like searching for the word. Kids, drinking's not cool. Uh, no, the next one is like half of adults <laughs> with ADHD between 20 and 39 have a substance use disorder. And oh alcohol is the most common one. It was just, I read, it was like a really interesting study in articles that were talking about like the importance of recognizing this. The sort of theory posited behind it is with ADHD, the younger you are, the more likely you're to... Um, engage in riskier behaviors when you're younger hmm. and there's like a higher association with depression and anxiety that is not classified in adhd people hmm. um, and so i don't know i just thought it was like it's one of those things that's like a shocking stat but important to think about yeah honestly and then the last thing before i actually had one other study that maybe i'll bring up was you know how like often people are like a glass of wine a day is actually healthy for you and there's been all sorts of that's like a pop science article that comes in. Yeah, like red wine year. has tannins yeah. and antioxidants, and that's why it's so good. Yeah. There's always been pushback about like, well, actually, maybe <laughs> it's because people... Because the thing is, people who um, are abstinent from alcohol actually have higher mortalities than people who drink a little bit. So yeah, that's but, what the, but all those types of studies always have such extreme... Yeah, experience. so well, one of the things they've always thought is like um, that if you're more affluent, you're... Um, more likely casually. to drink but also eating 
eating. Like maybe you have the ability to have a trainer yeah. and go to the yeah. gym and all yeah. those okay. things. Yeah, but what this study had found was that actually people who abstain from alcohol, it's already skewed because a lot of those people are abstaining because of health problems. Or because they already were alcoholics. Or I shouldn't say that word. Um, they had like had a substance a abuse se problem. Severe alcohol use disorder. Yeah. Um, and so it's just like that's what skews it. And ultimately it's like the alcohol is not healthy for you. Is what the study is trying to be like. We, yeah. We're not oh. finding the correlation. Yeah. No, I've never ever read. Well, people... seen those headlines and never ever fallen for that. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I'm just sorry. Like just with like general yeah, But lots of people degrees. think like in moderation everything's healthy. And now this no, is being like but there's no evidence for that. Like, there's no way. <laughs> And I know why that article would go viral. And I know the biochemistry that you could justify through like the antioxidants of a red grape. But I'm sorry, <laughs> the actual chemical of the alcohol in my head have always been like has outweighed any sort of juice like sour substance. Like it just doesn't make sense from a nutrition standpoint. But I get why it's like catchy. It's just like funny. It's like, of course it's bad. <laughs> but they have to keep justifying. I don't know why. It. Like I not that I don't agree, of course it's bad, but I I see it as quite pervasive that people think you can have that it can be healthy. The the way that it's the the way the popular article was written was they justify it because it actually does speed up your heart rate. When you drink mm -hmm. one glass of red wine, that it speeds up your heart and rate. So they're and like, so That's they they jumped you. way too right. far by saying, well, it's good to speed up your heart rate like on a walk right. or a run, but it's actually like, okay, so A, first of all, speeding up your heart rate when you're not physically moving <laughs> has a lot of like nutrition, like physics things I've read about where it's like that is could be a really bad thing. That's also yeah. kind of like anxiety. That's like maybe the issue of our time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that you can't just like make that leap also you then are drinking alcohol and our whole thing here is about how that could lead to you a disorder like mm -hmm. what a slippery slope always one a yeah. day uh -huh. it's like of course it's gonna be like oh two like i'm and sorry that's like obvious. there are so many counterbalances even if speeding up your heart was a little bit good it's like it literally destroys your yeah. sleep like any amount of alcohol yeah. before bed breaks yeah. your sleeping patterns and so even if you feel like it's putting you to sleep and it's actually like a different form of like your brain doesn't go through REM or in deep sleep for the same amount of time. And it's like yeah. actually destroying yeah, those go. parts of your brain that's like regenerative. <laughs> so yeah, it is like, especially, I mean, the book I read, Why We Sleep, had a whole section on like we should party in the mornings because it at least <laughs> gives your body the time to process not this sounds like oh bad advice. God. Like pancake not, kegger, pancake <laughs> kegger, be me 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 me, cake stand and no, no, I'm bros. not saying this is like what I think people should do, and not to encourage anyone who drinks in the morning. But it is like then if you stopped, if it, instead of at night it was like once in the morning, <laughs> then then you could metabolize it all. It just means your sleep wouldn't be as effective. Yeah, which to a lot of people hmm. is like, important. So that's yeah. where your brain and body like recover. Yeah, yeah. If you didn't know, folks, sleep's about brain and body recovery. <laughs> sleep's really important if you didn't know also alcohol whenever you learn about it biophysiologically i'm like this is the most scary drug because it's like <laughs> you drink it it like um, well 20 percent's absorbed in your stomach so it gets absorbed pretty quick it's a little yeah. bit like needle to the stomach <laughs> actually some people there's some studies where that goes in the tongue a little bit goes in the what you absorb like the littlest bit of alcohol on the tongue the oh and that goes right into the bloodstream babe straight oh, to the brain dangerous. you know what i mean <laughs> scary shit anyways when alcohol gets to your brain it's like there's the excitatory neuron, like mm -hmm. glutamate, which I always am like, when you read science, I'm like, excitatory sounds kind of fun and good. And then it's like, then <laughs> there's like the inhibitory neuron. And when you're reading science, you're like, sorry, like it doesn't sound good. And it's like alcohol fucking goes ham on the inhibitory one okay. and shuts off your excitatory one. I'm like, that's every other drug. Sorry. It's like the excitatory one. Goes ham. It's right. like, well, that sounds fun. It's alcohol. It's, it's literally like, uh, depressed. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, so why the hell? It's like, whenever I read about it, I'm like, this sounds like the most, like, worst drug. Also, and it's the most common, and it is the worst drug. You know, the other part of it, it's like, have you smelt pure alcohol? Poison. Poison. Have you like, drank even a shot? Gagging. It's like, oh, yeah. Oh. You're like, your body's like, no. Everyone's like, can you do it? And they're all like, <laughs> like, I mean, not to say I guess you do that with a lemon too. That doesn't mean it's necessarily bad, but lemon smells good. And there's no alcohol. There's no lemon use disorders on the planet because people aren't doing it. It's like there's the opposite. It's called scurvy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but one. I just mean like it is interesting that on first sip, everyone knows like when you sip alcohol as a child, it's disgusting the first time you ever try it. That it's like yeah. interesting that even a thing that biologically we think kind of smells disgusting. And I, I have we think to is make, good for us. like drag my dad slash like, like Scottish white men. Cause like we 
are like went to Scotland and tried scotch and it's like they're like it takes 10 years to get into yeah. it I'm like what and then they're like okay so you gotta sniff from away so it doesn't burn your nostril <laughs> then you gotta get a little closer and that's where you can kind of smell the chemical oh my like God. chemical and, they're like, and, then you get, and then you taste it I was like this is disgusting. I'm gonna barf. I'm literally. I like, can't believe how duped we've been. Because they they make you swish it in your mouth. I know, and then they're literally like, it takes ten years to like this. It's like, why no, would I ever choose poison? To- <laughs> yeah, like exactly. Like, well, I. Like, but now I'm like, I've been trying. Like, actually, and I'm like, why am I duped by no, this? No, we didn't system? try that hard. No, but we immediately any, made fun of it. Or no, I but did. even I now, like, get we, a better hobby we than didn't that. Make fun of it. We bought it. <laughs> no, I know. Well, a, I bought one for my dad, and B, I bought and one for us. No, but I like, picture, we're gonna have a no, little bit. <laughs> what I picture is like this epic party night. We got home at four, and you're wow. like, here's the thing that and we think is disgusting. <laughs> Let's do one, and it's like once a year we open it. That's what I picture. It's kind of what my dad. But would do for why? Time. That's what I'm saying. If you don't, if you have to get oh, ten to, years to, to get used to it to make that moment just a little more special. But I'm definitely gonna laugh and be like, "This is disgusting," and like it is disgusting. And, and if people it's gonna like hurt that. me. It's like I'd rather be drinking blue Kool Aid. Like they're both just as bad <laughs> for you, but that at least tastes amazing. <laughs> I would love if you were a connoisseur of blue Kool Aid. Like so, uh, you start by observing. I'm the not lying. Blue Kool Aid. Is one of the best drinks. It on this really planet. is, and I actually am like, you could be a connoisseur. You're like at this one, I'm actually gonna do only half the carton of the Kool Aid <laughs> yeah. Blue to get the lightest tinge. And like even the comparing like blue flavor, like slushies, I'm like, yeah, I always what is blue. this? Yeah, it's like they're like blueberry. Yeah, but you're like, this isn't no, blueberry. It's blueberry. This is like actually like pure glucose. <laughs> like when you see the Kool Aid package, it's like all you get is this little thing, and then you have. You have to buy the sugar that is like actually when so you much put sugar. the sugar in that. I remember as a kid, I was the first moment I was kind of like, "Yeah, mom, you're right. This is disgusting. We're gonna we're gonna decrease <laughs> the sugar on this recipe." Because <laughs> like, my mom would always decrease the sugar on recipes because they were like healthy. She'd be like, she'd be like, "Crack, let's do it." And like, I honestly was always like, "Mom, more sugar." But the you first saw time the Kool-Aid, you were I like, had to do Kool Aid, I was like dumping in the water. I remember like dumping in the sugar, it's and I'd be like, "What so- more cup?" Okay, and then I was like, "This is sick. Like, this isn't even gonna dissolve physically into." <laughs> It's like substance. probably to the point where they're like anymore and it won't, won't dissolve. dissolve. But That's I wild. have to be honest and I know we're really off topic, but not really. It's also sugar use disorder. Oh, true. One. Yeah. Okay. We should do an episode on that. Um, Writing it like down. just talking about sugar in general, but oh, what was I going to say? Oh, you love baking. And sometimes when I have to bake or watch you bake, I do also feel that. Yeah. Totally. Like Kool-Aid's the one thing that totally. like, nothing else in my life do I put that much sugar in. Not that I hadn't had but Kool-Aid in a long time. But it's scarier when you're putting it in a quote unquote Just a juice. liquid that you can drink yeah. in literally 10 seconds. It's scary. It's honestly <laughs> like, scary. I could chug blue Kool-Aid. I hope everyone knows what blue Kool-Aid is. But like I'm sure there are other brands in other countries maybe, but I don't know what it is. I don't know if everyone else had that obsession. I probably haven't had it in like maybe a decade and I still feel this strongly about blue Kool-Aid. Yeah, and I honestly am like surprised we haven't. Like that means we must have been that spooked by the sugar we saw. Like why oh, haven't we done it? Yeah, because it also is like, why would I buy that? It's food coloring. If I have yeah. to provide like all the sugar. That's Why so am I paying true. for this like essence <laughs> of flavor? It's just sugar. <laughs> okay, another thing about um, alcohol use disorder that I thought was weird was not weird. I just sort of was like, dodge that bullet, quote unquote. You and I both definitely drank so much less in the pandemic this might be why i don't think i think we're me mild actually we don't have one think that was not true at the beginning oh my god you're right it wasn't true at the the beginning there was like a kind of mid a mid part where i feel that we were like not drinking but we but we were doing fridays but i'm saying i think it became the same as what we're doing before it never got Uh, more what i'm Saying it's alcohol sales, according to Nielsen data. Sorry, what I'm saying is, sign up, I'm going to read you some stat. (laughs) That the alcohol sales climbed by 54% per week in Canada and America starting March 21st, 2020. Like right away. Literal day of the lockdown orders. I'm not lying. Maybe we're experiencing this different. I think we drank more in the pandemic. For, For like in the beginning. Because we were really? bored on the weekends. we And not that we were drinking that much. I think we don't drink that but much. But don't you think when we with? go out, we drink so much more than we were? I remember thinking. Maybe we, you're I right. I think like, it's because you're, you're being like, okay, hey, yeah, we don't drink that much to begin with. When we do, though, it is like a binge. Like, it's like have a big yeah. night out. Like, I, we don't really drink. I drink with dinner. Yeah. But I did find we would do that a lot more, more. which we never did. Which okay, is and like, that would lead we would to more purchases. Yeah, and I, I feel like on the whole... Like if I go out at night, I'm maybe I'm pretty lightweight. I'm gonna have like six drinks. But we would sometimes over the course of the whole weekend have more than that. Oh my god. I also kind of just figured out a complete flaw in the statistic. What? Okay. 
stay at home orders. A yeah. lot of those drinks that we were drinking was at a bar. So it's like, of course, mm. alcohol sales went up because bars are now closed. Yeah. So you're like, we were purchasing our own alcohol from stores then right. to fill that Saturday night, which we would have been getting that alcohol at a bar. Right. Whoa. It's like, but false. Maybe, but, no, but couldn't those. This is Nielsen data of what was sold. Oh, what was You know what I mean? Sold. Oh, but, but does then it not count when the bar also, buys it? Yeah. And oh, they're selling it. Like maybe that's part of the oh, statistic. Oh, that's very interesting. Is that it was like. Wow. <laughs> supply chain got there you're right if we go to the supply chain know. it's still a bottle of rum but you might be right bar. look into that study Neil send that it was it was in nature magazine oh wow i'm, I'm coming for nature <laughs> a letter to the nature. editor <laughs> but yeah, mother I, nature anyways the sale of alcohol did increase yeah uh i had heard that as well and actually that's kind of the a lot of people I've spoken to gave, gave me that impression overall, that a lot of people did drink more, even if we didn't. Mm -hmm. Like, at home, maybe people were more aware of it, because you're right, I feel like when you go to a bar, even for, like, a dinner, you kind of, like, tuck those drinks away. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I just, on, on the whole, I feel like a lot of people were like, yeah, actually, it was a lot harder in the pandemic, and I did drink a lot more. Hmm. That's what I've heard. Um, so tell me about the impact on exercise. Oh, yeah, you're looking over <laughs> here. No, I, so my last thing, and the reason I brought it up, because I was, like, thinking, what... What are what positive ways to think about this, tackle this, whether you have a mild, medium, high uh, problem? And I came across a study on exercise. And as you know, hmm. the, what's going to probably happen is exercise, like, generally is good on things. Yeah. Uh, it's <laughs> like what we keep learning. So, yeah, we keep learning. <laughs> we're just trying to mimic the way we were before. Running the hell around, trying to get some food. Yeah, but it's actually so annoying. To have to like be like, yeah. the, the exercise is actually the thing. Especially that's, like, in our culture so now, good. where it's like, I could just sit here and watch other people live their lives <laughs> in a TV <laughs> show. Um, so anyway, the study, you know, had the premise that like binge drinking is on the rise globally, especially in Western cultures. Yeah. Um, and so, okay. The, so the biggest predictor for alcohol problems is having cravings for them for mm -hmm. alcohol, which I guess like seems obvious in some ways, but that is like, if people crave it, you probably have an alcohol disorder. Hmm. Um, and that is cravings are impacted in general by stress and your mood cravings for anything. But in hmm. particular, they've found that like the more stressed you are and the worse your mood, the more like you are to crave or sorry, to give into your cravings hmm. or get them. And so because exercise is known to reduce stress and improve your mood, this study was trying to see if there was a causal link between the two. Mm -hmm. uh, so they, they took students who they diagnosed to have problems with alcohol and put them in three different groups. They had a control a group that would get distracted by coloring. So that was like they're <laughs> distracting. And the other one was an exercise group. And so, <laughs> I love it. But so I love just thinking about the day when the like person comes in, like maybe they even have a lab coat on for some <laughs> performance, and they go, "Color here," and then you're just coloring, like, uh. "Yeah, seriously." <laughs> oh but it's like there's results. Oh, just done. Wait. Do you want a butterfly next? And they're just like taking notes, and you're like, "What the fuck?" And you're like, "This surely is the weirdest." <laughs> yeah, thing like ever. I'm clearly not in the one they're studying, unless they're doing a study on coloring <laughs> you never know yeah no, i'm about true, to tell you some really true. cool results that's true. so they after these obviously like tested them uh, established a bunch of like questionnaires that are about disordered consumption okay. and stuff that are kind of known to be so both exercise and coloring decreased stress oh. and improved mood <laughs> okay, but obsessed. it was exercise that had the biggest impact but still, by a large yeah, margin true actually yeah, you should have been studying coloring. <laughs> As someone who loves to paint, art therapy, my friends, it's real. But know what's better than art therapy, I guess? Exercise. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was just their distinction between the two as well was that it's like, it's distractions can help us yeah. when, we, when we're bored or we don't have something to do. Like having stuff to do <gasps> gives you a distraction. Crazy. But they realized it wasn't just the distraction. There's actually something about exercise that changes you. This is also crazy, I will say. Because... I'm working on an episode about what happens when you stop drinking alcohol. And it's because people who have severe alcohol use disorders are constantly, quote unquote, depressing. Like mm -hmm. inhibiting essentially is the right word. It's specific neurotransmitters, mm -hmm. but it's a depressant. They're constantly making their whole brain neurophysiology, which changes as you drink. There's genetic adaptations, epigenetic adaptations that when you drink a lot, your whole brain changes. Mm -hmm. And so does your body. It's really sad. You don't look like Bradley Cooper. <laughs> but it's like... Essentially, when you stop drinking, because your neurons have been like constantly depressed, 
what happens is you go into such an excited state. That's why people who are alcoholics drink with they shake, but that's why you could get delirium tremens, which can kill you. It's such an excited state that your body's mm. in. You don't have any control over your, over your <clears throat> neurons. That's why people who are alcoholics, when they quit, if you don't do it with a professional or a medical professional with like medication or like weaning Just yourself like, off it, you will die. You can, or sorry, you, you can, can die. die. Mm-hmm. That is so in, like, scary. Cases, That's yeah. an example of something when people compare alcohol and marijuana, there's no case of that happening with marijuana mm-hmm. yet. So it's just like alcohol is very dangerous. It's scary. But it's the excited state of your body that it can't control anymore. And then I think about exercise and I'm like, exercise is obviously like the thing you do if your body's like too excited. You know what I mean? I'm like, there's some link there where it's like, I'm not sure I know exactly what you mean, but like the issue with alcohol is that it's a depressant physiologically yeah. and or, or sorry neurochemically yes and so therefore the thing that you end up lacking when you drink too much is literally like the excitation the glutamate the things in mm. your brain that like kind of like for some reason for me are like mixed with like exercise yeah like i only like i sometimes crave exercise if i'm needing to, to like, like deal with the excitatory neuron of my brain being too much but i don't see the connection between like how exercising then like I just feel like in a way it's like exercise is the way I cope with that thing that like if you're trying to stop drinking, for example, and you start to shake, it would make so much sense to me to like start to exercise, Hmm. to deal with it. Yeah, maybe. That's interesting. Now your body's in such a neurochemical excited state. Go like like, go and like put that into some physical exercise. I'm curious what would happen like if you could. Yeah, I I just like I don't know. I don't know. Also, medically, it's like when you're in a moment of like being an alcohol withdrawal, I don't think the like, the thing yeah, there is to exercise. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like yeah. you're going to save yourself in the moment by going and exercising. Sure, and it's more like exercise about, like, has a long-term benefit outside of exercising yeah. is actually what this study was saying. But, but I, I also mean. think right now we're talking about severe alcohol use disorders. And I'm like, now nah, I'm like, let's go back to my own. Mm. Let's go back to yeah. you and I. Let's go back to someone even at moderate who's yeah. like, you're dealing with maybe it's like not super super severe but you're all of a sudden you're like oh my god i've been drinking so much i had a bender and now my hands are shaking maybe i'm just like go to push i mean you don't have to be shaking though, but. <laughs> but you know what i mean i'm just like there's something with my hand shaking yeah. that makes me want to run that makes me well i be can like, see the connection ex- that maybe it's like if you've depressed your neurology yeah too that's much, what i'm trying to say you should We're, actually i'm not thinking that your body's overexcited it's more like you should excite it yeah yeah true you know what i true. mean that yeah. it, the excitation would at least like yeah. counteract yes. that like neural neuro I don't know. But we're just making things this is all yeah, conjecture. This is all conjecture <laughs> based on like biochemistry. Just like thinking out loud yeah. and like we're personifying That's like true. a chemical reaction that, that we actually don't know about all we biochemical <laughs> conjecture. I hope everyone <laughs> knows that. That's why it was just wanted to be yeah like we don't yeah. but anyway either way that exercising <laughs> was beyond just doing it as a distraction had long-term benefits so that is why exercise is often like such this cure not cure we shouldn't say cure but like it's thrown around it's like this thing that helps everything and it's because it's not just just a distraction like it changes your body for sure and that lasts not just right after you do it it can impact you like over the course of years it can change your whole brain yeah for sure exercise is just like you're always gonna hear on this podcast mostly and that good but it is <laughs> let's quickly talk about why that's so annoying though because it is just like i guess it's just actually really hard and in the way our world is designed exercise is not like it's not that it's not encouraged lots of people do exercise but it just feels like we are everything is so easy like we are it's so comfortable to sit yeah it's so comfortable to just watch tv all the time and be on my computer all day for work like our world is not designed for exercise being like I think you naturally intertwined. You kind of, for me, just answered your own question. Yeah. I guess is that I the did. world I guess isn't I designed? I, I, you know what I mean? It's like the world is not designed it's like, for that. It's, it's designed it's to give you everything you want. It's actually annoying to have to go somewhere for one hour to do exercise yeah. so that you can be healthy. It's, it's like versus a world where like people who have jobs where they can at least walk around on their feet are at least like getting that. Yeah. No, I've oh, like going to the gym and is so embarrassing. As <laughs> I've always thought awesome. this. It's like, we are meant to be 
literally physical all day long but then now we pay money to go and run in on the spot like if an alien came here they'd be like they're just running on the spot like goddamn like you know they're all a bunch of rats like it's like it's so weird to me and it is cool i think in our show (laughs) streaming on youtube go watch right now (laughs) is like it is like that is all energy we should be harnessing like it is true like we (laughs) should like someone should be advancing the technology of that like because it's like we are at least then we'd have a little bit of purpose at the gym right now it's Mm. like feels so sad to me because it's like our culture is and our whole world's been so robbed of physical activity that we have to do it like this way like i sometimes get sad when i think about it but don't worry the computers will figure out how to harness the energy from humans whoa aka this is a promo for the matrix (laughs) four like i was like i was literally the matrix honestly we like let's do another episode of an exercise let's just do it because that is so interesting to me we should do one on the matrix too because i love the matrix and i am excited but also like so scared it's gonna be so bad no okay when i saw the trail okay i loved the first matrix yeah and to swear to god no idea what was going on it was just like in the first it's so funny how everyone's like <laughs> even like you saying the metaphor of the matrix like i think i figured that out like three years ago i'm not kidding like i just like <laughs> what the matrix what was one of those movies mean? that like also it's like not a metaphor it's like sorry the whole premise i just was like it was so cool that there was like the way they fought but i was like i could don't know why they're fighting <laughs> i don't know what this pill means like i just never was like but oh when i when i found out what it was i was like first of all this is sick like when i found out the premise <laughs> I then really started to like The Matrix, but my, uh, which is why I think four will be good because the trailer for four, when we watched in the theater before that movie recently, I was like, mm. that was sick. And I'm out excited. of all the trailers, it, it was one of the best good. ones. So, however, things, second and third Matrix, I have to say, I see, was like, okay, this bad. So, I'm going to give you a little <laughs> bit of a talking. So, the same experience you had with number one. On the surface, I understand why people like two and three less because they are not, I think, as like succinct. They have some flaws in them. But when you kind of can get past the fact that they're like doing these battles and fightings, there's like some really interesting um, conversations about yeah. spirituality and about and we like did what it means to die and to yeah. be, have a purpose yeah. and to like be human. Yeah. And it is like objectively slightly worse movie but in the same way that when you realized the metaphor of the first matrix it like makes yeah. it better you're right and know what in second and third i also didn't know what's going on when the machines are <laughs> no, like it is lasering weird. everything and I, I knew he like became like a crucifix like jesus near the end so at that point i was like oh that's jesus i read that or something like i was like jesus is here and like but when the machines were like those squid like things mm-hmm. i was like you lost me <laughs> Wachowski sisters like i was just like this is not what i thought it was but I also now think I've figured it out more and I'm like, that is still cool. I think this is something I don't know where this is a side note. Okay. We are like so different in so many ways and it's really interesting. And one of them is that I watch movies over and over and over and you typically yeah. like to watch them once and like yeah. that. If you, Maybe if you love them, you'll watch I them. I would actually love to watch The Matrix again. So what I was going to say though, to my point, and I'm curious about your perspective on the other side. I don't want this to come off as like the way I do it is better. But I, when I, I love rewatching movies, for example, because because I feel like I pull more and more meaning from yeah. them. No, that's a really time. nice way of putting it. Now I'm like, um, I want to rewatch movies. I it's like. kind of like rereading a book and then yeah. you can almost get more out of it. Or like even like Lord of the Rings. I understand why people wouldn't love it. But like the more you watch it, the more you like think about the themes that no, follow so in the movie. And like how that applies to your life. Is like I sometimes think. I thought you were crying. <laughs> Imagine I was like that. It's so true. It's like you see me so deeply, and I love it. And I'm struggling with that. I'm struggling with that. Like, you know, I don't two times. But actually, I'm struggling with that. Like when you said that, I was like, God damn it, I want to watch the Matrix. But anyway, I also think you just need to be having a massage while you watch it. Yeah, yeah. But I watched, I rewatched this movie, Little Children, recently because I was in like a film club, and then little I was like, Children. Oh no, I was writing. I was trying to write a screenplay. Not and Little was, Princess. No, Little amazing Children. film. Yeah, also, yeah, good. Um, Alfonso Cuaron. Yeah, but, but you hadn't seen it until we were like old. No, I know. And I probably should rewatch it. Okay, but like, <laughs> I watched Little Children and like read the screenplay and I was like, this sucks. Like, when I watched it, when it came what out. What is Little Children? It's with uh, Kate Winslet. And okay. she, it's like a series of three stories. One's about a pedophile. Do you remember? I feel like we might have seen it. And Kate Winslet is like a mother oh. and she like is having an affair with okay him. i think yeah. i do remember but it's yeah. so and long ago clocks, i don't really remember and there's like it. a lot of talk of like physics and okay. like honestly i'm not kidding like it meant so much to me when i saw it it blew yeah. me away i rewatched it i was like this is so bad and dated and i was like huh. i think my thing about like wanting to know what's i, I want to 
spend time watching what's right now because mm. I almost rely on it, it like for like you those for what I think I need to know now. Mm. And it was like, and, and I don't know if this is like, right. this mm. could be complete BS, but I remember I had this weird thing with little children and the pedophile at the time because I was like coming out and the way that he was treated sexually because he wanted children. I remember just People like, like acted like that was what it was to be gay. It was like such a dark movie. Mm. And it just made me as like a newly coming out person, like feels something like crazy and dark and made me question mm. so many things. Right. But now I've like figured out so many different things. I'm like, that's actually right. like a fucking weird connection. Like, yeah, but at the fair. time I was young and I was like, yes, darkly sad about coming out or there was something there yeah, that now that I was like is an Ugh. interesting thing like that is true sometimes the media we consume it's like is this an episode on alcohol I'm sorry <laughs> no it's, we just have to wrap it sometimes up sometimes the like, media we consume like <laughs> you are like 10 years older and you're like oh yeah that thing I really liked sometimes I go back and watch and I am like I don't like it anymore it's not funny or it's actually like weirdly sexist or something yeah. that it like friends like you go yeah. back and you're like oh my god okay yeah like i did really love that yeah but, but then i'm like did i seriously laugh at some of these jokes that's so sad yeah but yeah. then there are other parts that i'm like are still funny yeah. but i'm like it's it Phoebe. sucks that it's like yeah it's <laughs> no literally offense, all no offense everyone, but, it's Lisa um, <laughs> but then what is amazing is when you can have a movie last for decades and it still yeah. is impactful. yeah so it's kind of like you're rewatching, and when they're amazing it's so amazing because mm -hmm, you're like wow i can also connect to the young me who watched this and and still at these themes like come I want to rewatch the matrix we're going to like we should watch it tonight we would probably you would definitely say yes to that. So I watched the first one on the plane <laughs> yeah like uh, the other day and when cheaper we by the dozen okay that's the <laughs> oh, show oh my god you just you little <laughs> Mitch watched Mitch I watched cheaper, oh. I chose cheaper by the dozen cheaper okay. by the dozen is a pretty good movie it actually is a pretty good movie okay it's great peace um, bye <laughs> 